Welcome to the Counting Stats Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Landers, Director of MLB Content at DrRoto.com. Follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks and follow the podcast at Counting Stats Pod. On this episode, I'm going to talk about five starting pitchers who are going to be benefiting from a shortened season and who could continue to see their value skyrocket the longer the season is delayed. The first guy I want to talk about is Shane Baz of the Rays. Being drafted in the top 125 picks or so, despite just throwing 13 and a third innings of big league ball, I understand why he's being taken there. He's a top prospect who has dominated the minor leagues, dominated the small sample size in the big leagues. My concern with him entering draft season was really just that he was going to be on an innings limit. He pitches for a team in Tampa that doesn't tend to let their pitchers go deep into games. What really stands out, though, is the career high in innings in pro baseball, just 81 and a third innings. Let's say we were to see him jump up to 35 or 40 more innings and end around 125 for the season. That's not much. But in a shortened season, potentially a much shorter season as we still have no CBA in sight, the Baz value could skyrocket. Guys who may have thrown 200 innings may only get to throw 150, 160, 170, depending on if we miss a month, three weeks, two months, etc. But regardless, if these guys' innings drop that much because of the amount of games, suddenly Baz innings concern is not a concern at all. And that makes him potentially into an elite option. So keep that in mind. Next guy here, Logan Gilbert, being drafted in and around pick 150. Some places you'll see him go a little earlier for guys who really want him and don't want to let him pass by. And others may even fall into the 160s. But this is a big name, big bodied pitcher, former first round pick of the Mariners, utterly dominant in the minor leagues before making the MLB debut in 2021. ERA, tad bit high in the majors, but he pitches in a good ballpark overall. The whip was above average, though, and he managed a solid 9.7K per nine. Like Baz, does not have a ton of career innings, highest in pro baseball being 135, but he can certainly bump that up to 160, maybe even more, which by today's standards is around average, maybe even slightly above average. But again, if the season gets delayed long enough, 165 innings could be the most we see from any pitcher, which would give Logan Gilbert quite the boost, especially at his draft price. Next on my list, Michael Kopech, just 25 years old, yet has been around in pro baseball since he was age of 18. He was an elite prospect back then, continued on that trajectory until injuries hit, forcing him to miss all of 2019, and then he missed all of 2020 due to COVID. Finally returned to the big leagues in 2021. He was impressive, but he mostly pitched out of the bullpen, was limited to just 69 and a third innings because of it. He has thrown as many as 134 in a season, But that came five years ago already. Expected to be in the rotation this year for the Chicago White Sox. Certainly 100, 110 innings this season, not out of the question. But if we were playing a full 162 game season, it's really not all that helpful, even if he's good. Because it's not ideal in terms of workload. But if you're looking at what might be the top of the innings pitched this season. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, if we happen to only get a five-month season, the 110 innings is not 
so far behind the rest of the uh, top pitchers as it would be if we played 162 games. Being taken in the 175 range um, in your drafts, which is a pretty hefty price tag for a guy that could only give you 100 to 110 innings in a full season. But the innings aren't going to seem so low when it's all said and done. Guy has a live arm, an elite K per nine. There's a chance he could be a true breakout star this season, especially, again, if he's not that far behind in terms of innings pitched. Tanner Houck of the Red Sox is on this list, and there's certainly some questions as to whether he'll be in the Red Sox rotation. In my mind, though, there's not really much to question. Other than Chris Sale and Nate Evaldi, Houck is the most productive starter the Red Sox have at the moment, more so than any of Nick Pavetta, Rich Hill, or Michael Walker. Hauk was great in 2020, very solid in 2021, even though he only threw 69 innings in the big leagues and 90 overall. He has a career high in just 119 innings, which came back in 2018, meaning if we were to expect more than 130 in 2022, probably would be unrealistic. The good news is, like everyone else so far on this list, Hauk's 130 or so innings in the bigs aren't going to look so low when well-known workhorses are maybe only getting to throw 170 innings due to a shortened season. Houck has a career 11K per nine in the bigs and could return massive value for you this season, uh, considering he's being taken just inside the top 200 with an ADP of 198. Uh, this guy has a chance to really be a great pitcher on a very good Red Sox team that could score him a lot of runs. Tony Gauntlin of the Dodgers going after pick 300 this season in drafts, and there's a couple main reasons why you're seeing that. The first reason is there's a possibility he's not in the rotation for the Dodgers, and I'll address that first. It's definitely a possibility, anything is, but when you look at the fact that the Dodgers lost Max Scherzer in free agency to the Mets, they have not signed Clayton Kershaw yet. They don't appear to have any interest in having Trevor Bauer pitch for them. Suddenly, three rotation spots become available. Then you consider Dustin May. He's expected to miss at least half the season while he recovers from injury. So suddenly, aside from Julio Urias and Walker Bueller, really nothing else set in stone in the Dodgers rotation. Kind of seems like we're going to see Tony Gonsolin, Andrew Heaney, maybe even David Price as the guys who will be asked to fill out the rest of that rotation. And now to another issue with Gonsolin. Kind of the similar one we have with everyone else on this list. Innings, limits, innings pitched. He's topped out at 128 in his pro career. That was in 2018. And since then, he has not made more than 17 starts in any one season or thrown over 70 innings in any one season. What's so interesting about Gonsolin, though, is career 2.85 ERA, 1.08 whip, 9.4 K per nine. If that's done across 160 to 180 innings, you're talking about potentially SP2 type of production. And we know he's not going to reach that 160 to 180, but 120 innings seems well within the realm of possibility. 120 innings over a four to five month season is basically what 160 to 180 would be over six months of a season. And if that's the case, Gonsolin could certainly return low SP2E or I guess at the worst high SP3 um, value. And he's being taken after pick 300. So Tony Gonsolin is a really interesting pitcher. Might actually benefit the most from this because of his draft price. He's not going to be the best on this list. I mean, the other guys are all have more upside. But in terms of 
potential earning value and based on where he's being drafted gauntlin could be an absolute steal for you even if he only goes 100 innings I mean, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope we get a deal this week and we get 145, 150 games at the least. But it's possible we miss all of April and maybe even a bunch of May. And suddenly we might only get 120 games. Um, And, I mean, if we only get 120 games, 100 innings, 115 innings looks pretty damn good all of a sudden. So uh, keep all that in mind as you're starting to draft. I mean, we none of us want that to happen, but if you want to look for an edge in terms of your drafts and in fantasy, there's starting pitchers who, especially the guys on the innings limits, especially the guys who might be expected to miss a little bit of time, um, guys who are coming back from injury, all those things, they could suddenly skyrocket in value because the fact that they are not going to have to compete with some of those big-time pitchers. I mean, you draft the elite pitchers early because you expect 180 to 220 innings, tons of wins, strikeouts, etc. If they don't get to start 30-plus games, they're not going to be able to return those strikeouts or those innings, and suddenly they come back down to the field. So these are all things you have to consider, um, especially in drafts that are still coming up that haven't happened yet. I mean, I'm going to start to probably take hitters even earlier than I would have because of the fact that you just don't know how much of an edge you're going to get with the pitchers anymore. And again, these five guys in Baz, Gilbert, Kopech, Hout, Gonsolin, just some of the starting pitchers in fantasy baseball who are going to gain that series value as we continue to be locked out from our favorite game of baseball and fantasy baseball. Wanted to kind of throw some of these things at you guys and just... You know, things to think about to chew on as you're continuing to do drafts. This has been the Counting Stats Podcast brought to you by DrRoto.com. Go check out our fantasy baseball draft guide. I'm Lou Landers. Hope you enjoyed. I'll catch you next time.